Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give, and there's no regular commitment. Just click the link in the show description to support now. We are seeing at this time the leading empires courting India, and India making it clear that its empire will not kowtow to the West, but is out for its own interests. Russia recently signed a gas deal with India. The U.S. has enlisted India in the Quad, which is a security dialogue incorporating Japan, Australia, India, the U.S., and South Korea might join. Their purpose? A free and open Indo-Pacific. India has had long-standing issues with China regarding its border over disputed boundaries. Its ties with Russia exist since the Soviet Union, and India not only purchases its weapons from Russia, but also gas, among other goods. The Indian commentator Arnab, whose news channel is the largest in India, continuously speaks against U.S. foreign policy and criticizes the U.S. trying to tell the rest of the world what to do. In geopolitical terms, it's called unipolarity. Biden recently met with Prime Minister Modi of India, who, unlike the West, who is sending weapons, sent medical aid, and is encouraging talks. Next, it was the European Union's turn to court India. Commission President Ursula von der Leyen went to India last week. The result, the launching of the Trade and Technology Council to deepen ties between the two empires. The EU already shares one of these councils with the U.S. India now comes second behind the U.S. In addition, they agreed to work on their trade pact, which has been on the shelf, so to speak. After Modi met with von der Leyen, he went to Germany and met with German Chancellor Olaf Scholz. According to Modi, after he spoke with Scholz, he stated India has the highest growth since COVID. It has concluded trade agreements with UAE and Australia and will work on one with the European Union. The EU trade agreement will render India an investment partner. All of this fulfills Bible prophecy. First, let's look at India. Its history spans 4,500 years. The Book of Esther was written around 479 BC and references the nation of India twice. Thus, there are biblical mentions. In 1991, India liberalized its economic policies with the goal of making its economy market-friendly. Around 2004, these changes paid off with robust growth rates and increasing GDP that expects India to become the fifth largest consumer market by 2030. Today, it ranks the 11th. It is considered the fastest-growing market economy. India also ranks as a hub for information technology services, with an expanding middle class. India is a nuclear weapon state that ranks high in military purchases. The nation is also one of the most populated democracies in the world. It is one of the BRIC nations. BRICS is an acronym for the developing nations of Brazil, Russia, India, China, and Africa, all of which are believed to be the dominant suppliers of manufactured goods and services. Bible prophecy experts, if you want to call them that, have totally disregarded the BRICS nations in their reports. 
their great reset and elite that rule the world don't take into consideration these nations. Recently, with the war in Ukraine, India has emerged as a major player on the world stage, and the world's empires are each courting the empire. Some will ask, where does India fit in Bible prophecy? It is one of the kings of the East that goes to Armageddon. In addition, India is one of the kings who commits fornication with the whore of Babylon and whose merchants are made rich through trading with her. Revelation 18 verses 9 and 11 reads, And the kings of the earth who have committed fornication and lived deliciously with her shall bewail her and lament for her when they shall see the smoke of her burning. And the merchants of the earth shall weep and mourn over her, for no man buyeth their merchandise any more. This passage is already on the way to fulfillment with the trade between India and the European Union, but will come to its complete fulfillment when the trade pact is concluded between India and the European Union. Expect that it will be an agreement that will boost GDP for both empires. We have another citation in the book of Daniel. In Daniel 11:44, the passage beginning in verse 40 tells of wars and conflicts the Antichrist will encounter. The kings of the south and north attack him. He goes into many countries and overthrows them. This passage also provides a glimpse into the final world order, which mentions specific autonomous nations that are in conflict with the Antichrist empire, which is the European Union. This further proves the ridiculousness of today's so-called prophecy experts who erroneously teach a one-world order of nations of the world run by global elites. On the contrary, Daniel describes an empire age with a leading and extremely powerful empire and the existence of other nations and empires. After we read of the conflict, verse 44 states, But news from the east and the north shall trouble him. Therefore, he shall go out with great fury to destroy and annihilate many. The east can refer to both China and India or one or the other. The next verse states, And he shall plant the tents of his palace between the seas and the glorious holy mountain, yet he shall come to his end, and no one will help him. The Antichrist sets up his headquarters in Jerusalem, and these nations come to the battle of Armageddon to destroy him. This rumor is of India and or China en route to Armageddon. For more on end-time Bible prophecy, check out my books, website, and subscribe to this channel. Most important, if you do not know Jesus as your personal Savior, the Bible says to believe on the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, and you will be saved. Till next time, God bless. Thank you for listening today. Tune into Prophecy Talk next week with author and prophecy expert Erica Gray. In the meantime, be sure to visit Erica Gray's website at www.ericagray.com. 